Hey, everybody. You've decided to listen to the first episode of Open Loops with Greg Bornstein. This is very interesting, this episode. It was the first thing I ever recorded. It is raw. The mic setup isn't as great. I talk, I'll talk and talk, and my brain is a bit scattered. But I'm keeping it up because you always need an origin story. So feel free to listen. I promise you the show is developing and it's going to get more interesting as we go on. But this is me opening up the loops. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. I consider it an affront to my family that you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Okay, let me let me just lay this out for you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And and get this, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money, moolah, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Open Loops, a deep tissue auditory massage for the intellect and imagination. I'm honestly, I'm not sure if that's going to stay the name of the show um, or even be the, I don't know, I'm, I'm playing with a couple of things. I've got a couple of things for this. Um, it's, it's, oh gosh, he ums in the first couple seconds. I've made a grand podcasting mistake, ladies and gentlemen. It's all right, though. It's all right, because what's important is that this is a voyage that we're going to take together. Uh, and I want to take you along to my world, my world of childlike wonder and curiosity. Uh, basically, uh, the reason that I'm starting this podcast is because I really want to delve into the topics that have hooked me. And the thing about Open Loops as a name for the show is it's also very significant. Uh, Open Loops actually can really change your life if you understand them. Um, I'll get back to that later, but for now, what I do want to talk about is what are the things that make me curious? What is this show really going to be? Or at least what are the goals that I have in starting a podcast in a market that is oversaturated with mainly just Joe Rogan episodes? Um, I mean, no, in all seriousness, it's one of those things where I, I, I have an addiction to learning. Mm, yes, yes, I, I said it publicly. I'm no longer ashamed to admit it. And I would really like to somehow 
capture that. I mean, on one level, I, and, and for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Greg Bornstein. I classify myself as a intellectual escapist. I might be escapist intellectual, not sure. But uh, what I mean by that is this. My entire life, I've been stimulated mentally by the impossible, by magic, by illusions, by the supernatural, secrets, mysteries, inner knowledge, uh, conspiracies, aliens, um, mind readers, actual magicians, the occult, all sorts of topics that are a little, a little out there, a little like, oh, well, we can't really make a, you know, unless you become a healer, you of some sort or you're you're going to claim you're a psychic or some sort of talk show host like me in this case what I'm trying to do um you can't really talk about these things they're not the economy well i would argue that the economy is actually based on fantasy um <laughs> which you know well, we might find out even sooner in November. Uh, we can get back to that later too. But the point is this: I'm not predicting anything. I have no, I have no expertise in economic research, anything like that. Uh, the point is this, though: we're going to be delving into those things that are a little out there, and the more out there, the better. Uh, just to give you some background about myself. I am originally from a small town called Dover, Massachusetts. Uh, I studied acting at the New York University Tisch School of Drama, Stella Adler Studio of Acting. Very much still uh, uh, performing is a is a passion of mine. Uh, I I love acting. I love telling stories. And that's definitely going to be a goal of mine on this podcast. And I, I mean, you know, I've, since I went to school, I've done various sorts of jobs. I was on a, you know, I did a children's tour of a show. I've done off and off, off Broadway shows. I, oh man, I, I, who even knows what I'm doing right now? I mean, I, I am in furlough right now for a sales job, um, but it's in, it's in the realm of theater. I also act and assistant direct with a company called the Murder Mystery Company, which is a part of American Immersion Theater, which provides live, interactive, uh, atmospheric, and character entertainment to private parties and public show events. So I very much... <laughs> uh, and, and even though it's a sales job, sales is related to theater... Basically, I've built my life around engaging in non-reality in some ways, in lots of ways, in every way, playing fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's what's not real that intrigues me. But here's the thing about all of that. As much as I love it, as much as I love performing, 
I was always like sitting in acting school being like, this is great. This is helping me grow as a human. But I'm also interested in the technique, in the theory of it, and why it works. Sales, too. I don't really... What's interesting to me about sales and what's interesting to me about persuasion... Oh, yeah, I also need to mention my hypnosis and magic background. We'll, we'll get to that, too. Um, but what's interesting about these fields, specifically the sales, is that sales is about emotions. It's about emotional change. And you don't persuade someone to buy... You don't change someone's emotions unless you are engaging a part of them that is beyond the current reality they are in. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a quote right there, folks. I, I'm kidding, I don't know. I, I probably stole it from something I've read. But it's true. You do not emotionally affect someone unless you are engaging with them beyond the reality they're currently living. I strongly believe it. Uh, think about it. You, you, oh, I mean, what is a Tesla? They have a waiting list to get Teslas. Okay, so what does that mean? Well, if you want a Tesla, you're not really just buying a Tesla. You're buying into who you're going to be once you get that Tesla. That's a classic, that's like a classic sales teaching. Uh, I heard that recently from a great internet marketer named Frank Kern. Check him out, love his stuff. Hope I can interview him one day. Uh, he's one of the original internet marketers. I don't know if you've ever seen those things where you get like an email uh, opt-in link on a page, like sign up for my, you know, here's a free masterclass. Enter your email, boom. And you get right in. That, a lot of that stuff Frank Kern created. Like getting a PDF reward by entering your email into an ad on Facebook that you see. The guy's brilliant. He came up with basically the stuff that is manipulating your mind on a daily basis. He said, in this class I was taking... You're not buying the product. You're buying who the product, who you're going to become once you have the product in your life. And also, Elon Musk is kind of a mythic figure, right? So there's like definitely a fantasy. I mean, this guy amazingly just went to space and wow. Uh, he said that thing about how are we just going to, we're not just going to throw away. Why would you, it would be the, the equivalent of, you know, throwing away a, a Boeing plane, trashing it every single time you took a flight with rockets. Space travel. We don't even know what's up there. It, we, we, we kind of do, but we don't know what's out. Maybe not up, but what's out. And Elon Musk is on the front of that. Oh yeah, and Tesla is his car. 
So when you're buying that, you don't have that in your life right now. You have the idea of it, but when you actually have a Tesla, you're really buying into the mythos of Elon Musk. You're buying into the cool, uh, quasi-futuristic guy that you'll be once you have this Tesla. And oh wait, you got a Tesla? That means you were on a wait list, so your status is lifted in some way because you were selected. Also, you have enough money. People, the car looks cool, so people look at you differently. It's not the reality you're currently in. You have to engage with people emotionally to get them there. Sales is that process. I love studying it and learning about it. And it's it's important. It's an important... For a real-life moment, you might be hearing a dog barking in the background. This is what my coach I'm working with would be referring to when he says that this is a sucky pod first podcast or the first the first 10 podcasts you do might be terrible they might be i'm okay with that so we have the we have like a kind of fantastical realm there and then me intellectualizing about acting intellectualizing and obsessed with sales and influence and what moves people and the fantasy of what moves people and then we have Hypnosis and magic. I I didn't even mention my foray into performing. When I was five years old, I started learning magic. I, I was probably four when I went to a birthday party and saw a magician for the first time. And I remember that magic show. This guy did a really, uh, he did a number of great tricks. One of my favorites in, involving the, the cone and milk routine where you you put like a paper cone over the kid's head and you're gonna pour milk into it and all the kids are screaming and reacting and then you pour it in and then open up the paper cone and it's just the silk loved it that was a great trick he also did a classic called the dice box i remember this guy uh this guy looked like <laughs> my memory serves me right he looked like a cross between like that that kid from Bur- those burger king commercials in the 90s that led the pack slash anthony rap um i'm also kind of convinced that anthony rap might just be that burger king kid grown up but that that's not the point the point is There's a weird-looking guy doing cool things. Four-year-old Greg said, I must learn how to do that. Luckily, I had a dentist, uh, still do, family friend, who also was passionate about magic and did birthday parties and showed me a lot of tricks. So my dad, my dad actually was lifelong friends with him, knew all the magic stores he used to go to. So my dad actually took me to magic stores in Boston, uh, the magic art studio, Ray Goulet, rest in peace, Ray. Uh, and it's a place that I went, uh, up until, I mean, uh, Ray passed a good number of years. It probably like, uh, about five or six years ago now. Um, actually probably longer. It's getting closer to 10. Um, he, he was a, he was a great magician too. Love that shop. Love magic. Point is, loved it. Did shows for my friends. Uh, I had a friend, Steve Soriano, and <laughs> preschool, I actually did perform for him. So I had this inclination to perform for people even back then. Um, and what's interesting about magic that often happens with magicians 
as sometimes you can veer off on different paths. Related, but still similar. One of those paths that I never understood as a kid, but as an adult, makes total sense to me, is the magic to mentalism transition. Why do people that start doing card tricks and cups and balls move to full-time mind reading shows? Well, it's, uh, that's, that's, it's a very common path, mentalism. I think what it is is that mind reading is the close... Uh, I'm trying to say this without saying the cliché which is a fear of mine that I, I hope this podcast will help me get over. What magic is, is more simply demonstrated when you have less props i suppose yeah yeah when you when when there when it's when there's less of a reliance on props and colorful you know sponge balls and silks and decks of cards and it's much more about the mind like uh something that you really can't explain stripping it down mind reading a lot of people believe is real and it really sort of blurs the line Sometimes, probably unjustifiably so, between real and fake in a way that's different than just being like, and now I'm going to do another trick with a box. To be able to read someone's mind is, is a little more real. I was a little interested in that. Uh, I followed people that did that. I, and one of my early, early uh, influences was, by early, I mean, I'm 31 now, so going back to, like, 15, 16, a magician named Darren Brown. Darren Brown is still around. He's great. I've met him. Very nice guy. I have a funny story about him that I'll talk about one day. Um, <laughs> I embarrassed myself very deeply with him once. Um... He's whom I consider the best magician working today. I wouldn't just call him a mentalist. I'd call him a psychological illusionist. Why would I call him that? Because that's what he calls himself that. He does a lot of illusions with hypnosis. YouTube him. He has his special on... Netflix. He has a couple on Netflix now. Uh, I prefer his old Channel 4 specials, which you can see on YouTube. He, I mean, here's a great example. This guy goes on a train. He looks someone in the eye who knows. He talks about, where are you going, sir? Oh, yeah, I'm going to this stop, da-da-da-da-da. And then he starts talking about, he starts using language in a confusional, hypnotic way, which... I love, and the guy forgets where he's going. With a couple sentences, 
Darren is able to convince this guy that he has no idea what he's doing on that train, and then he brings him back. That, to me, is a miracle, more than even any card trick, and I love card tricks and still learn them. I was obsessed. I loved Darren Brown. I always, in cartoons from childhood, I had a love for hypnosis. He brought those worlds of magic and hypnosis together, and I started really going into it and learning it. And I've been on several hypnosis trainings. Uh, as of 2013 is when I started getting professional training in hypnosis. Uh, I've trained with the late Jeffrey Stevens, Justin Trance, who I consider the world's best hypnotist, and maybe even, well, I would say the best stage hypnotist. Um, I don't know enough hypnotherapists to know, but he consistently gets results with Justin. And uh, some other people, various different trainings, taken online courses as well. Um, there's a lot of great stuff out there. And studied neurolinguistic programming, which is a fascinating form of using hypnosis in a waking state, though they don't call it hypnosis because it sounds too weird otherwise. And, you know, I've been interested in psychology ever since. Since high school, I've been into philosophy. Uh, another thing that magic it branches off into is skepticism, which basically means, like, paranormal phenomenon and supernatural and psychics and finding the magic tricks behind it, how those things really work. Uh, I That was me in high school. I, I was, like, a hardcore atheist and... Um, and I guess a big fan of Penn and Teller's work, the their show BS on Showtime, where they exposed a lot of scams and uh, things that they considered to be complete uh, lies. Um, people ripping people off made me very skeptical of a lot of organizations and whatnot. That, that's still been an interest of me. But also, I've become a little more agnostic in my time. I will say that as much as I'm not sure UFOs mean that they're alien lives from other planets, and I'm not sure that numerology is real, psychics are real, I've never directly experienced a lot of this phenomena, so I can't say it's real. But what I will say is that I am a lifelong learner of those topics and willing to go to the other side if that's where the truth is. I guess it's sort of like the Mulder and Scully kind of thing. I, I can go into both sides. I am the X-Files in one person because I want to believe. I want to believe. But some of those skeptics are militantly dismissive, I think. I'm somewhere in the middle. So, basically, what do we have here? A lot of topics. Acting, hypnosis, magic, the supernatural, conspiracies, a little bit of occult kind of stuff. I mean, as in, like, ghosts and, and manifesting things and rituals and... All those kind of things. 
what do they all have in common? They are the realm of escapism. It's true. None of those things. Why do I love going to Disney World? Why do I love going to Las Vegas? Why does anybody love going to the PhD lounge in New York City on a Saturday night? Because all of those things are an escape from everyday reality. They are designed to pull you into another world beyond this one and move you emotionally in such a way that, well, a PhD, you can spend hundreds of dollars just because you are in an environment No rational reason. The fact that I am fascinated by all these things. I will sit down and read a book about how nightclubs manipulate the consciousness and affect all of society. And what am I going to do with that knowledge except talk about it with you? That's my goal. So is this a podcast for me to finally get through all the books in my bookshelf, the hundreds of hundreds and thousands of things I've hoarded over the years and then actually make good use of that information? On one level, yes. On another, I want to interview people on this. I have a list of people that I'm definitely going to move through and talk with. And they don't even have to be... I mean, I'm interested in your paranormal experience. If you tell me you had a paranormal experience and you want to go into it... This is a show for that. If you have a course that you're promoting that blends the line between ideas and fantasy, uh, intellect and imagination, these kind of bigger themes, I want to take the course, A. B, I want to promote the course. And C, I want to talk to you about it. I want to talk about your findings. I want to explore hypnosis a lot. Hypnosis is going to be a huge theme on this because that is exactly imagination and the mind line up perfectly. And uh, even magic, my magic influence, talk to magicians. What is it about that art that still draws me in? I want to welcome dreamers. I want to welcome idealists. I want to welcome romantics. I want to welcome theorizers. Even people that are just ideas people. You always have ideas. This is a podcast about stimulating your intellect by sharing what's stimulating mine. And hopefully, over the course of talking with each other, we can have a better understanding of reality, who we are, and how our imaginations work. So, that said, this is the first episode of Open Loops. My name is Greg Bornstein, and I look forward to speaking and hearing from you more.